Steve Jobs once said, we're here to put a dent in the universe. Well, FinTech has certainly put a dent in the financial services industry over the past few years. This podcast series focuses on the story of those individuals who took Jobs' advice, the dent makers, if you will. This is the FinTech Five. On the FinTech Five today, I finally have Brett King, which I'm shocked at. Finally. Finally have Brett King, but I needed him to come to Jacksonville to do this. So I came all the way to Florida. <laughs> you did, on the beach at uh, the Omni, so it's beautiful. All right, so Brett, I'm actually going to read this because this made me laugh, okay? Okay. On your, and this wasn't your bio, by the way. This is out there. You are considered the foremost global expert on retail banking innovation and optimized customer experience. Mm. I like that. Congratulations, if you didn't know that, <laughs> which I'm sure you did. That's a, great, uh, that's a great summary for you. That's someone selling a conference, no doubt. <laughs> uh, guess what? You're right. <laughs> How, so here's the hardest question. How would you describe who Myself. you are now? Yeah, who are you now? So I'm, I'm a, a technology geek that just loves to see technology change the world. And you know, don't tell me that it can't be done. And don't tell me that things are going to stay the same because I don't believe it. And I just want to talk about that, you know, and that's, that's sort of my career is, is embracing technology's ability to change the world. Yeah, we'll talk about that career arch here in a minute, but I think you nailed that, um, that idea of not being satisfied and that it cannot be done. So we'll talk about that over and over again. Let's start with this one. One, because in the day and age that we live in, you're a world citizen. No doubt, right? Absolutely. So also, 27 countries last year. Yeah, you were at 27 countries. Well, let's just talk about you in particular. Uh, Australian by birth, right? Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. What, in which part of Australia? Was it Melbourne? I was born in Melbourne. Um, I did spend quite a few years in Sydney as well, but yeah, I was born in Melbourne. Melbourne boy. But you, if, if I was to ask you what passports you carry? I have both an Australian and a United Kingdom passport. But you, right now you reside in Connecticut? Correct. It's pretty good. Well, new, new, between New York and Connecticut. I have an apartment in New York, and uh, my kids live with their mom in Connecticut. So, so you, yeah, so you, there you go, world citizen, an Aussie, Aussie, Aussie by birth. I've got to ask this, because every time I'm with you, you can speak Greek. Where the heck, you know all these Greek words? Dekanaskala, polikala. There we go. No, well, Melbourne is actually a sort of little-known factoid. Melbourne is, was, when I was growing up, the third largest Greek city by population in the world. Oh. So, my best friend when I was when I was uh, in uh, you know primary school was 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 Greek, Michael uh, Karadakis. Yeah, so so I, I grew up in Detroit. So we have like Ypsilanti, Michigan. We yeah. have Greek Town in sure. Detroit. I grew up eating baklava and everything else. So there you go. That's not bad. I looked at. I didn't know this though because I went back on LinkedIn and looked at all of this. You worked at Deloitte. Yeah, yeah. You're no, too I, nice I, a guy. <laughs> well, you know, at the time, um, you know, look, I, I have nothing but good things to say about my time at Deloitte. Um, I started with Deloitte in the technology infrastructure team in Melbourne. And in 98, um, that, you know, e-business was starting to happen. And I owned an ISP, so they figured I was an e-business guy. Um, and so they put me in charge of a couple of e-business projects. One of them was in Hong Kong. Went to Hong Kong. And I was six weeks into this project building a stock trading platform for Jardine Fleming and, and uh, PCCW, the telco there. And I got called into the uh, Deloitte office in Asia and they said, we're looking for a head of e-business, you're it. Just cancel your ticket home and stay here. I was like, sure. Um, that was all because I'd owned an ISP. And obviously I knew the internet business. Right? And then uh, how long were you at HSBC? 
so, uh, you know, I never actually worked at HSBC as an employee, but I was with them for 10 years as a strategic consultant. It started out, interestingly, uh, in 2001, I was teaching MBA in Hong Kong. And uh, on the MBA program was a senior manager from the e-services delivery team from HSBC. His name is Michael Armstrong. And we became very good mates, and that's how I got an in. And then uh, Michael's boss, Peter Brooks, head up, headed up e-channels for HSBC in Asia. And uh, we, we hit it off, and um, we just did some phenomenal work together. It was some of the best times. Uh, in fact, my first book, Bank 2.0, came out of a report I wrote for HSBC in 2006 telling them that what's happening to the bank right now would happen, and they didn't believe me. 2006? Yeah. That's where the... Because that was... Man, are you looking at my paper? Because that was the next question. Oh, really? Yeah, my next question. Great. I'm going to read this. Do you remember the screw-it moment when you decided to write that first book? So oh, you, you have naturally gone... So 2006? Yeah, so I wrote wow. H, a report for HSBC called HSBC 2.0. The iPhone wasn't even out yet no. in 2006. And, uh, which was really interesting because I made a bet that by 2015, the phone would surpass internet banking. Yeah. And I made that bet in 2006 with HSBC. And I also made the bet that the branch would be the least utilised channel. And uh, this went all the way to the board. I mean, uh, HSBC it went it went to board level, and it was it was I think it was the best piece of work I ever did. Ironically, uh, Peter and I joke about this. Peter Brooks and I joke about it because uh, it was a budget burner. It was in November of two thousand six. They had a bit of cash left over, and he said, "What could you do with this cash?" Amazing. You know? <laughs> And it was, and it turned, and it changed my life because that report became Bank 2.0, and Bank 2.0 became a bestseller, and the rest is history. Right? Well, that's how we met. So I've, I've told a lot of people I've met um, about this story. I went to get on a plane ride back from the UK to the US. I think it was around 2011, and I always look for books that will put me to sleep. And so <laughs> I saw a book titled Bank 2.0, and I said, "Guaranteed," and it was thick. <laughs> I said, "I will be out cold," and I was up the entire. I think I read the book almost one and a half times on the flight, highlighted it, everything else, landed and was so excited I got on LinkedIn and reached out to you just to say, I want to give you feedback. I, I lived this. I was working for yeah, TSIS at the time. And that's what's kick-started a lot of my career was wrapped around that book. Thank you. There you go. No, I, and I tell that's, everyone that. You know, look, one of the greatest compliments I get as a writer, um, and I think I've got better as a writer since, since writing that, but uh, is... You know, I, I have someone will say, I got your book. Um, I, I had this innovation team or technology team at the bank and it just blew me away. And I went and slammed it on my CEO's desk and said, you've got to read this. And he ended up buying a copy for all of the management. And, you know, I, I've heard that story probably 40 times, right? Um, and to be able to affect change, I could never have dreamed that writing that book would have done you know, done so much for the dialogue around how banking's going to change. I, I feel incredibly honoured to have been part of that dialogue. I always think of, I just watched this movie on a flight back from Bogota um, this weekend. It was Jerry Maguire, where he begins the whole thing with the manifesto, right? Yeah. That realisation, I can imagine you waking up in a sweat, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> saying, should I really, do I actually hand this in? Well, uh, you know, so, so here's the thing is, um, uh, and I, I don't think I'm talking about school, Wiley, who's one of the best-known publishers in the space, they passed on Bank 2.0. They thought it was too controversial. Wow. Um, Marshall, um, Steve Townsend, who was at Marshall Cavendish at the time, picked it up, but he said, look, this could go one of two ways. It's going gonna, it's gonna to bomb because the banking industry is not ready for this or it's going to take off. 
And so we did a print run of 2,000 copies for Bank 2.0. And um, he, said, he said, if we sell 1,000, we're, we're good, right? So um, within the first year, we'd sold 18,000 copies. It had been a bestseller in 19 countries. It just, it just had taken off. But um, it, it, it was one of those things where we just didn't know. Um, but I had something to say when I said it. Well, I'll, I'll tell you. So here's my feedback on the book as somebody who was in, you know, knee-deep or neck-deep in the industry at the time. It was the first book I read where all the parts came together, right? And we, anybody who's in banking has had little bits of that conversation, but no one had put the whole picture together yeah. I, that I know of to that level. And that's, that, you know, that's pre, if you started in 2006, you're talking pre-market crash, you're talking yeah. pre, again, pre-iPhone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so you get futurists. That's good. Five books now, right? Yeah, so te- technically I'm writing my sixth. Um, I did uh, Bank 2.0, Branch Today, Gone Tomorrow. My Bank, favorite title. Bank 3.0, yeah. uh, then um, Breaking Banks, Augmented Life in the Smart Land. Now I'm doing Bank 4.0. So. I, I was in, um, I'm name dropping places because it makes me feel good about myself. I was in Bangkok going through the mall, and I remember looking down, I'll be, I'll be damned. There's Brett's book, Augmented, Woo-hoo! sitting. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and you know, in front and center at the major yeah. bookstore in the mall. That did really well in, in Thailand. Yeah, well, it should. All right, so from that, and we'll hit on some of the other stuff, but Breaking Banks, because that's my favorite, okay. right? The, the radio show and the podcast, um, number one, global, first one in. When, what was the idea there? What sprung to mind to say, let me try you this? Know, it, it was ultimately selfishly about time management. Ironically, looking at the clock. I'm laughing, yeah. Um, You're allowed to go long. Brian yeah, Solis' yeah. interview was 15 minutes. Okay, all right, cool. All right, so you, you get <laughs> at least take, 15. take 15. Sorry, Rachel. <laughs> um, so I, uh, I was having real trouble. I'd, I'd started Movin. Movin was taking off. We'd just closed our Series A, and, um, you know, I was having real trouble managing the, uh, you know, writing process, writing or blogging once or twice a week. I, I'm not a Chris Skinner in that respect. Um, he's phenomenal. Yeah, he's prolific. Um, and so I thought, what's a way that I could still produce content but not have to do, you know, five, six, seven, ten hours a week to do that? And I thought, I'll just record a podcast one hour a week. You know, and, um, you know, Birch was doing his podcast and that sort of spurred me on. And then, um, you know, Voice America contacted us and wanted to put the cast on, on their network. And then AM radio station contacted us. And, you know, the, the rest is history. You know, three and a half million listeners in 140 countries now. We've been going almost four years. Um, and, you know, and that's had, a long run, yeah, by the way. Four years. I know. We've had phenomenal time. success and some incredible speakers and, and, and interviewees over the time. You know, uh, just just I've loved it. So that's your hardest question about to come your way. What was your favorite interview? Who did you talk to? Because you've had the gamut. You've had authors, sci-fi, big yeah. names. What was the one that sticks out? So there, there's two that stick out. Um, one, David Brin, sci-fi yeah, author, because I, I just totally geeked out. And the second one's also a sci-fi author, which is Ramez Nam, right? Mez. Um, and I was just speaking to Mez a couple of days ago, but. Um, yeah, just because it's the stuff I love. And so I was totally geeking out. Um, John Barrett did a piece on AI, which I think was quite interesting. You know, we had Peter Diamandis on the show, uh, Tim O'Reilly. You know, we've had some phenomenal guests. Boris Johnson. Boris Johnson. Oh, my God, yeah. Boris yeah. Johnson. That was a funny interview. <laughs> um, Pre-Brexit. Yeah, pre-Brexit. Um, talking about fintech in London. Um, now, we've had some phenomenal guests, but, yeah, for me, it's, it's the sci-fi geeky stuff. And here's, here's the thing I love about you the most. 
So you could have took the easy route. You got the speaking gigs. You got the books going, best selling, and all that. You went out and started a company. That's that's. So part of the reason I started moving because everyone was telling me when I was out on the road doing Bank 2.0, everyone was saying, yeah, but this stuff's really hard to do. I was like, no, it's not. Let me it's theory, you. right? And you yeah. actually delivered. And, you know, because I'd been in delivery all those years at HSBC and before that. So, uh, you know, it was, I, I, knew I knew I could do it. Now, it, it, it wasn't as easy as I originally thought. But I'll tell you where the idea came from moving, which you'll, you'll find interesting. I was at a book signing for Bank 2.0 in Los Angeles, in Santa Monica, with a good mate of mine, Ken Rutowski, with his uh, network he runs called Metal International out there. And at, at this breakfast, he asked me to talk about Bank 2.0. And I was pitching this, and I was talking, talking about the future of the bank account. You're going to download it to your phone. You're going to tap your phone to pay, and you know, your phone will give you advice. And, and there was a guy there from Clearstone Ventures. They're now big invest in blockchain mm -hmm. and stuff. William Quigley is the name. And he said, yeah, but banks aren't going to do this. And I realised at that moment that, um, that this fintech thing was going to explode. It was that epiphany, that comment. Right. And, and within an hour of that event, I was home at, a, I was at my mate's place in Malibu staying for the weekend and I'd registered the do domain Move and Bank or Move and Bank, right? to talk about sort of the, the epiphany of the mobile bank account, and that's where it started. I've talked to so many founders. That might be my favorite one. Yeah, was, I, I always ask cool that. Story. I was, it came out of the book, right? What was the catalyst to start the... He's reading my questions, everybody. <laughs> All right, last minute, rapid fire, so okay. Rachel won't kill me. You ready? Okay. This one's so easy. Your favorite Star Trek captain is? Picard. Okay, that was, that was yeah. a softball. Yeah. I already know the answer to this moment I ask. Your favorite sci-fi author is? I think... Probably Arthur C. Clarke, just because he. In which yeah, was, which book? You got to pick know. one. No, come on. I don't know. Um, Rendezvous with Rama. I've never read it, but there I'm going go. to right now. The hardest question you're ever going to be asked. Hardest question. Pick one: speaker, author, or founder. Pick one. Uh, I I guess author, because it leads really? to speaker. Really? That's, I loved speaking. I mean, I love speaking, but the author is what makes the speaking possible. So I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you some praise here, right? It really sounds like I'm sucking up because I am. So the author side, there are a ton of, there's a lot of people that try to write in this space, and it comes across as way too technical, most, way too technical. And the art of storytelling is lost. So as a speaker, you've got that down, Pat. But the ability to do that as an author, if you can take a book called Bank 2.0, and get someone like me excited about it and actually see the story arc. And you yeah. do that great in Augmented. The way you start Augmented with actually history, yeah. you bought me right there. That's when I went absolutely nuts. And so anyone that's seen me present, Augmented is always... It's like a template. <laughs> You're always in one of my slides. Oh, no, it's thank always you. a slide. Talking about Augmented, the, um, the quote by uh, the guy from Wired, which yeah, was, yeah. you know, we're not, it's not a fight against the machines. It's a, yeah. it's a race with the machines. Yeah, exactly. I yeah, love you're that either quote. with them or against them. Right? Exactly. Yeah. All right, where's the best place? This is a hard question. Where's the best place to learn more about Brett King and what you're doing? Uh, um, I guess my, look, my Facebook, my Facebook feed, Brett King author, is probably my conscious stream of thought. But, um, yeah, just um, follow my Twitter stream and my Facebook stream and you'll see what I'm thinking and where I'm going and what I'm doing. So perfect. We just went three seconds over the Brian Solis interview, so I can officially end this now. Brett, always been a good friend. Thank you so much. Thank you for the opportunity. Good to finally get it done, sir. Thanks.